My uh, son randomly decided that he liked Takis. He said, I think it's just a cool hip thing. My son hates spicy food. He, if he, he brings it up in every conversation. He's like, I can't handle spicy food. And he says, I have a geographical tongue because his tongue has weird like lines in it, which apparently makes you more susceptible to not liking spicy food. And so anything past ketchup, he's like, I can't eat it. It's too spicy. And then all of a sudden he's like, dad, can we buy Takis? I'm like, you, what are you talking about? We, you don't like spicy foods. He's like, no, I like these. And I'm watching him eat them. And he's like, it's good, dad. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, so we buy this 30 pack of the little ones for his lunches. We still have them. Well, all of a sudden we still have got them. I'm like, Wallace, you want to put these in his lunch? He's like, uh, not today, dad. I'll put them in. He's never going to, we're never going to eat all these Takis. But there are all sorts of, I don't know if you know this, there's all sorts of flavors of Takis. There's like the main one, which was Fuego. There is Blue Heat. There is guacamole, there is nitro, there is one called wild, which is apparently a buffalo flavor. I don't know if that one actually exists still or not, because I've never seen it. Uh, there's another one called flair. I'm not sure what that's about, but there's one that is there. And Wallace knows all about Takis because it's just a cool thing. And so it's important to know all about Takis, but something that is even more important to know all about is Jesus, okay? And so, yes, what we're going to do for the next couple weeks is we are going to talky, talky a lot about Jesus, okay? We're going to talk about Jesus, and we're going to tell you some of the stories of his life, and we're going to tell you about it. And when we think about Jesus's life, we sort of have two categories, Christmas and all the rest of it. We assume that Jesus was born as a baby. Yay, Christmas, happy birthday. And then boom, bearded man. And that's what we do when we think about Jesus. And we have to realize though that Jesus' birth, he didn't just go from being a baby straight to a bearded man. He lived every year of his 33-ish years on earth. And he grew up just like us. But when you think about it, growing up is weird. At one point, you were just a baby. At one point, you didn't know how to do any of the things you know how to do. I think it's the most fascinating thing. Now that I have my own kids, it's crazy to watch the process. But if you think about yourself, at one point, you didn't know how to do any of the things that you're doing right now. You didn't know how to like sit up. You didn't know how to control your head, right? It was just, you were a bobblehead for the first few months of your life. You didn't know how to talk. You didn't know how to properly go to the bathroom. Some of you still don't, but that's okay. Um, I've seen the urinals, okay? And, and so... It's so weird, and you just start getting older, and you start growing. You start out as a baby, and then you just magically get bigger and stronger and smarter, and you start learning stuff, and all of a sudden, you, you know how to do stuff, and you keep growing and getting taller and getting stronger, and then all of a sudden, at some point around 18, you just stop. It's like your body's like, it's, I'm done. And thank goodness for something. Like, could you imagine, like, your, your feet don't keep growing, your, your hands, everything just stops, and that's a good thing. And yeah, you keep learning, and, and if you, you don't watch your diet, you, you definitely will keep growing in some ways. But overall, right, it's, it's, it's like there's this crazy just stop button. And growing up is so weird. And when you get to be a full-size candy bar, okay, you don't really think about the fact that you were a baby once. You don't think about the fact that there is a huge chunk of your life, two to three years of your life, you have zero memories of. The fact that your parents have stories and maybe some videos now, that's one thing. But you don't have any recollection of any of that. So in honor of growing up, what I'm going to do is we're going to play a little game, okay? I have all five of the 4640 staff's 
baby pictures, infant pictures, okay? And I have five bags of tasty, tasty Takis over there, okay? So what we're going to do is I'm going to show you a picture of one of us as an infant. The first person to yell out the correct name will get a bag of Takis. Deal? Okay, so everybody's real quiet. Okay, so here is our first picture. Who is this? Who? Who said it back there? That's Caden, right? Caden said it back? That is. Let's see if he's right. Let's see. Yeah! It is Pastor Madeline. You're a cute. Yeah, it's cute. Go back to the baby picture. Just go back to the baby picture. Luna's cute little cheese and stuff? Doll. I asked her for a funny story. We asked Pastor Madeline for a baby picture, and she sent us this picture that was too good to be true, all right? It was like the cutest baby in the world, and it was like a gorgeous, like the perfectest picture, okay? And I know Madeline's not that old, but cameras weren't that good back then, and it was hilarious because all of a sudden, uh, Hope just sent a link to a Google search, and that picture was right there. So Pastor Madeline tried to send us a fake baby picture when we asked her for one. But yes, this is Madeline. Okay, so here's the next one. Everybody's quiet. Let's get the next one. Hope. Who said hope? Who said hope? Caden said hope. Get us the Takis. Let's see if he's right. Hope. Yay. Look, I found that picture, Hope. I found that one. Anyway, we'll go back to the baby picture. Oh, look at that little one. That's a, that's a baby picture. Okay, that is, that's cute. Okay, next one. All right, everybody's quiet. Who's this? You go, you go. I don't know. Look at that. Let's see if they're right. <laughs> okay, go back to the baby picture. Look at that cute little guy. Cute little blonde hair. The cheeks. Okay, I wish I would. I should have posted the picture. He like go, like finger sketched on like the the phone app a hat and sunglasses or glasses and a beard on the baby picture, and it looked just like Sean. Like you couldn't. It would have. You couldn't tell. All right. Uh, who's this person? I think. I don't know. Let's see who it was. Who was it? Yeah. That's the weirdest picture. Let's go. Let's go to the back line. You back. Shaden, I pointed over here. Caden can share his Takis with you. Okay. Yes, that's me. That's like a hybrid of Wallace and Molly right there. Uh, I had a mohawk as a baby because I have two big calyx in the back of my head and they collide and they form a mohawk. So like after my first bath in a comb, my hair just went into a mohawk without doing anything. It was awesome. All right, here's the last one. So I don't know. It's not, it could be Brittany. I don't know. All right. I think over there needs Takis. I think they said it. Yeah. That is Brittany. Make that face. <laughs> Wait, what's the grown-up picture? I didn't see the grown-up picture. Oh, wow. That's a great picture. You're intense in that picture. Uh, okay, so much like we were all babies, Jesus was a baby, and he didn't just go from baby to bearded man. Okay, he grew up. He was born. He was a toddler. He he was a kid. He was a teen. He was a young adult. He had all of these things, and there aren't. Many stories about Jesus's 
life before the age of 30, but there are a few. And tonight I want to tell you about one of those stories. It's not the Christmas story, but it is a story about when he was a baby. And even though Jesus was just a baby in this story, there were two people in this story that knew something, something about him that was really special about him. And so the story is about these two people named Simeon and Anna. And there's not a lot in the story to give you a a, a lot about it. It's not a real involved story. So to help us, I thought rather than trying to read through the story and guess, I thought we should just ask Simeon about this situation. So we're going to have Simeon come out and we're going to ask him a little bit about what happened during this time. If you could hurry up, that'd be super great. What? If you could hurry. I'm, I'm coming. Okay. Hold your horses. Yeah. I'm hurrying. So Simeon was one of the first people to recognize that Jesus was indeed who he was. You okay? Yeah, I'm a little winded. Okay. Uh, and so his, he's got this story that's super fascinating, but the Bible talks about him in really high regard. Wow, that was impressive. You, so you got a pretty good rap in the Bible. The Bible calls you righteous and devout. That's impressive. I don't know about uh, gout, but I definitely had some kind of foot fungus going on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was real painful. Couldn't walk around. Uh, yeah, if I ate red meat, got real bad. Uh, but um, yeah, gout. Devout? The, the Bible? Huh? Mm. So it, what? The, mm. I already told you I may have had gout. I'm not sure. I don't know. I didn't have a doctor. So God literally told you, you wouldn't die until you saw the Messiah? That's, that's what he said. You're not going to die until you see the Messiah. <laughs> so I was wandering around all over, just looking for that guy that uh, they call the Messiah. Um, I thought that was his name at first. Uh, it turns out it wasn't. Um, but I'm wandering around and go, hey, uh, nice to meet you. I'm old Simeon, Simipan, Simons. You can call me that. Uh... You Messiah? And then people would throw eggs at me. <laughs> so literally one day you just hear, you need to go to the temple to see the Messiah. Like you've been asking, you've been hoping because God promised that you would see him. But this day particularly, you felt like the Holy Spirit told you to go to the temple because the Messiah was going to be there. What? <laughs> Were you talking to me? Yeah. This is here doesn't work. You should talk into this so one. So the day... You saw the Messiah. The Holy Spirit told you to go to the temple that day. Yeah, you don't have to yell. Um, he definitely, I knew, he, yeah, I'm a prophet, as you uh, maybe have previously foretold, um, as the prophecies do. And I, uh, the Lord's like, hey, he's going to be there. You better be there. And so I was like, okay, is there like a time? He goes, he's going to be there. You better be there. And when the big man upstairs says you better be somewhere, you usually have about 45 minutes to get there, uh, depending on traffic. Um, he's pretty forgiving. Uh, he's pretty gracious. So, you know. So how did you know that Jesus was the Messiah? I mean, I'm a prophet. And he said, that's him. So when you were there, so you saw the baby. Yeah, I saw the baby and God was like. (laughs) Simeon. And I was like, what? And he goes, this is the one. And I was like, who? And he goes, Messiah. I was like, that's his name. And he goes, no, it's the Messiah. And I goes, right. So do I call him Messi? (laughs) Do I call him Aya? Messiah, and he goes, no, his name is Jesus. Oh, okay, there it is, there it is. So, so, so like, you got to hold Jesus, mm-hmm. the Savior of the world, mm-hmm. in your hands. Well, what's yeah. that like? It's pretty scary, I'll be honest. High stakes there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I've always had a little bit of a shake, a little bit of a tremor, and so I was <laughs> real nervous holding that baby. I tell you what, I got him, and I was like... <sighs> 
You could tell Mary, mom, was apprehensive. Yeah. And that uh, stepdad, Joseph, he was, like, overdoing it. He was like, hey, 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 be gentle with the baby. I'm the dad. He's like, hey, just make sure you're, you're watching out. You're holding my son. Support that. I'm like, hey, listen, man, we all know the drill. We've all heard Luke's story. Uh, back off. I know your stepdad. I've talked to the real dad. Uh, I'm appreciating that you're here. You're stepping in. You're stepping up, which is really cool. But I got this, okay? I've been waiting my whole life for this moment, okay. Joseph. So then, okay, so you, you had their interaction with Mary and Joseph, but in, in, in this verse, you get a little dark. I'm going to like this. It says, you said this to them. This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He's been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your very soul. You said that to people while holding their baby. Yeah, but I had a guitar when I did it, um, which was a lot cooler. No, no, that's a joke. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, Jesus was out there. He's crawling around in the street. And people are tripping over him. He's causing Israel to fall left and right. They're falling all over the place. Like, Jesus, get out of the street. You can't play in the street. There's donkeys. There's, there's children. There's yeah. pigs. Get out of there. And he was like, oh, okay, it makes sense, Simeon. Wow, so that's a fascinating story about how you got to meet baby Jesus. Yep. He wasn't yep. the only one there. Oh, you couldn't gosh. be. You forget every time. I thought I got rid of you over a century ago. I was there too, and you always forget. You always I never forget. I just wish you would die. I also was there. I also helped proselytize. That's not even the right word. Hey, no, what? what? We hadn't got quite. We hadn't got to your part of the story, but I, yeah, we were we were gonna get there. Oh, where oh, this you old now, coot, You're gonna talk about her and what yeah. she did. Oh, it's talk so about weird. She brought knitted goods to the savior of the world. <laughs> knitted goods. You ever seen a knit like robe? It's. I mean, he couldn't even wear. It. Couldn't even keep his head up. It's you so would, heavy. You would say that being a man, you don't appreciate anything about my knitting. I'm just saying, we live in the desert. There's no reason for it to be knit out of wool. What else was I supposed I to mean, do? I mean, there's silk. There's thinner wool. There's bigger knitted holes. Get some airflow, something. What? Okay, so it's super cool. You guys both got to see Jesus. Yeah. Even though you had waited a long, long time until yeah, like, you were really old. Let me first, though. Right. But that's okay. Well, that's super fascinating. Thanks, Simeon and Anna. I appreciate it. I, I really could... You're not going to ask me any questions? Wh- how, what was it like seeing Jesus, Anna? It was nice. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate yeah, it. She hired a guy to, to carve it. I need that to walk. She hired a guy to carve in a tablet a photo of her holding <laughs> of the Savior of the world. Like, who do you think you are? You're, I need this. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, I guess I'll stay here. Can someone help him leave? Come on. (laughs) Try. I want to see you walk. Thanks Thanks, for your time, Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. So Simeon and Anna, probably something similar to that, I guess. Uh, They they knew that Jesus was coming. They had read straight from the Old Testament that God had promised the Messiah, and they were waiting for that promise. This was a promise from God that he would send a savior, and they knew, they knew it and they knew it, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, but they didn't let go of the fact that God had promised them. And we need to remember this too, because there are many times when we need to remember that God has promised us something, because there's times in life when, man, 
Life hits us hard, and we need to know what the Bible says and what God has promised us. Hebrews 10.23 says, So now, wrap your hearts tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. So we can know. We can know God's promises. And, we, and how do we know these promises? Okay, it's pretty easy. God's promises are in this holy Bible right here. He, he lets us know. And it says in that scripture that it says, let, uh, let our hearts wrap tightly around. Look, I'm a heart. This verse in Hebrews says, let us wrap our, have your heart wrapped tightly around the hope, around these promises, okay? So it's like you're just giving your heart, and you just give the, the Holy Bible just a big old, big old hug, and it doesn't let go. It doesn't say, let your heart stand next to. It doesn't say, let your heart stand adjacent or in front. It says, let your heart hold tightly to these promises. So what are some of these promises that God has for us? He didn't hide them. He didn't put them somewhere where you've got to, like, it's a scavenger hunt. He puts them right in the Bible. Very easy for us to find. And so let's go through some of the promises. The promises that God has for us that we can wrap our hearts tightly around. The first one is when we are afraid. What are we afraid of sometimes? Maybe, maybe we're scared. We're afraid of failing. We're, we understand that if we try something new, we are going to fail. And so the fear of trying that something new keeps us from trying that. We're, we're scared of death. Maybe we're going, I, I, I just, man, I don't know what's going to happen. It's, it seems like everything's going crazy. I'm scared of death. Maybe the fact that you just continue to hear about how this planet is really going down the drain. You hear about the ozone layers and the, the global warming and the climate change and the wars. And there's a fear in you that this planet's not going to be around for a long time. Whatever the fear is, there is a promise that God has for us that our hearts can hold tightly around this Bible. And I'm going to bring it closer so I don't have to walk so far. Tightly around. And it says it in Isaiah 41.10. It says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So this is the promise that we can hold on to tightly when we feel afraid. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you, and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Maybe the thing that's going on in your life is you are worried. You're just worried about all the things going on in life. You're worried about a sick loved one, a grandparent or a parent or someone else that you care about is sick and you're worried you're going to lose them. Maybe you're worried about school. I'm worried about this test. I'm worried about my scholarships. I'm worried about my, where I'm going and, and, and all you're worried about all of those things or it's a friend. I'm worried about a friend. They're making bad choices and I don't know what those choices are going to lead to and I'm worried about them. Or it's a sibling or a brother. For me, I remember spending a lot of time worrying about my brother as a, as a young person. I, my brother made a lot of bad decisions. It seemed like he was just on the verge of losing it at any point in time. And so I remember worrying about my older brother. Why is he making that decision? Why is he doing that? I was worried about him. But God has a promise for us in his Bible that we can hold on to tightly. It says in John 14, 27, it says this, peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. So when you are worried, this right here, this verse in John 14 is the promise that you hold tightly to. You don't let the worry take over. 
you let God's peace take care of you. Maybe you're dealing with loneliness. At school, when we're asking, we're walking through the halls and and there's no one to walk next to, or at home when your parents are working late and you're just by yourself, or you're on the team and you just haven't made any connections with anybody on the team, or, or, or at night and you're just lying there and there's no more texts and there's no more snaps and you're just lying there by yourself and you're feeling alone. There's a promise in the Bible that we can hold tightly to. In Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says, For the Lord your God is the one who is going with you. He will not desert you or abandon you. So in that moment when you are feeling lonely, this is the promise that you need to hold tightly to, that God is with you and that he's never going to desert you or abandon you. Maybe it's something you just don't understand. It's a difficulty in life that's hit you and you're you're going, why? Why, why, why? Why are my parents fighting? Why didn't I get into that college? Or why didn't I get on the team? Why did I get injured? Why am I this way? Why do I have to look this way or act this way? Why am I this way? And that can be something you are dealing with, but God has a promise that you can rely on. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So this one, I don't understand, God. I don't understand. And you're going, I, I don't, it's not making any sense. And yes, you would want there to be some verse that says, here is how it makes sense in all of these. But sometimes just the promise that God has a thought that's not your thought, that he has a way that's not your way, that, that the heavens are higher than the earth, as, as his ways are higher That is a promise we can hold on to. Because when we don't understand something, we can hold on to the promise that God still does understand. When we sin, when we mess up at times, we've disobeyed our parents, or we cheated on that test, or we treated someone really unkindly, or went too far with a partner, and that makes us feel like we don't deserve God's love anymore. There's a promise that our hearts need to hold on tightly to. And it's in 1 John 1, 9. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Whatever is going on in your life, God has a promise. And I have to get this heart costume off. It's hot and you're not taking me seriously. Okay, so sometimes other people though, when we have people in our life that promise, they say, I, I promise, hey, I'm going to keep this secret. I promise. They say, you know, I'll, I'll be there for you. Your parents promise, hey, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be there. And people break their promises all the time. And it is so easy for us, for when someone else breaks their promise, for us to think that God will do the same thing. It's so easy for us to think, if my father breaks his promises, then surely God can break a promise as well. And we start to think that they are the same, but God is not the same as other people. We can trust God. He is perfect. And like the verse said, God always keeps his promise, but not always in the timing we want. That's the thing we have to remember. Maybe you don't see it right away. Maybe it seems like God's not going to keep his promise this time, but God has a plan. When I was interning for years and years and years to try and get a job here. I really felt like God wanted me here. And I felt like maybe there was even a promise that God was, would have a future and a plan for me. And I felt like he called me to do this job 
right here. And so I was in the band and I was playing bass like Hayden or Brock and I was having fun with this other worship pastor and she quit. And she had, to, she had to leave. She just felt like it wasn't for her anymore. And I was just out of high school and I had been interning for about a year. And I was sort of in this moment like, oh, me, 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 I, I, I can do it. Let me do it. You know? And I didn't, obviously I didn't say anything, but I was just, just out of high school. But I was like, let me, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. This is great. And they didn't even think about me. And they hired somebody else. And that really hurt. And I said, well, God, you... I feel like you told me that, that, that I was going to be working here, that this was, you promised that this was going to be something that I could, I could do and I should do. And now they just hired somebody else. And he's, if they just hired him, he's not going anywhere for a really long time. And it was one year and I'm still here waiting around and I'm just like, God, you promised what's going on. And, and then I'm like, well, fine, I'll leave. I'll go do something else. And, and then God's like, no, you're not, you're not going anywhere. And so on year two, I'm still there going, God, what am I doing? What? You said you had a, you promised that you had a plan for me. I don't understand it. And right as I was about to get out of here, I felt like God said, no, hold on, stick it out, don't go. And I said, fine, God, I, I will be here for a little bit longer, but I, I don't understand. I don't see it. There's no place for me here. And it wasn't six months after that really hard conversation that I had with God where it felt like he was not going to keep his promise that all of a sudden th- that guy had to leave and they hired me, and I was able to work here. Now I've been here 15 years, but there was moments in that time where I didn't think God was going to keep his promise, but God always keeps his promises, and we got to hold tightly to that promise, just like Simeon and Anna did, where they, they knew that God had promised the Messiah, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and they never let go, and God can't change. He's a promise keeper, Jesus keeps his promises. And when you know the promises that he has for you in your word, that's why it's so important that we read our Bibles, that we learn what God says, we learn what God promises, so that we have something for our hearts to hold on to. Because when we hold on to those things, then when the worry, the fear, the loneliness, the sin comes against us, we don't have to hold on to those things. We hold on to the promises that God has for us. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. Thank you that you make promises, but also, God, more than the promises that are so good that you make, we thank you that you keep your promises. God, we love you so much, and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.